Welcome to the Greatest Good Podcast. I'm your host, David Osk, along with my co-host and beautiful sister, Kirsten. Benjamin Disraeli once said, The greatest good you can do for another is not to share with him your riches, but to reveal to him his own. We all know certain people in our lives that when they enter the room, the room gets instantly better, wiser, safer, and more joyful. Why is that? These individuals have absolute clarity on who they are and the impact they want to have uniquely. Why is it so important to have clarity on our uniqueness? Well, just like a fingerprint or our eye's retina, our souls are so unique. If we have a vague sense of this, we are going to feel it, and so is everyone around us. Our spouses, co-workers, and friends. That big question mark and lack of self-awareness will take its toll. So what causes you to rise up, light up? And I like to say, what gives your goosebumps goosebumps? What is it to be fully alive? I believe it's having absolute clarity on our most unique riches, the strengths, convictions, and beauty, the hero in all of us. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Okay, so I remember about, I guess it's maybe been two years ago, Tim Keller, who uh, is a pastor up at Redeemer Church in New York City, he tweeted, so yep, he tweeted, purpose is everything. And, you know, for a uh, probably someone who will go down in Christendom in our modern age, right, as one of the, the uh, I don't know, most succinct, best maybe theologians, I'm not really sure that's mm-hmm. necessarily the term for him, but mm-hmm. um, by all means, a, a pastor and a shepherd and, you know, just a, a really good yeah. man. I, I've never met him personally, but I know several people who, who know him. And for mm-hmm. someone on his, and this is, I hate saying this about a pastor, but celebrity level, right? He's very well known. Yeah. But yep. for someone on his caliber who his wife, you know, corresponded with C.S. Lewis on a regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, which is kind of cool. Just a little factoid there for him to say yeah. purpose is everything. Mm-hmm. I remember, Kirsten, when I saw that, like just stopping dead in my tracks. Mm-hmm. And I pondered that for days. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Purpose is everything. So How did I'm that just- strike you? How did that stop you dead in your tracks? Well, so for me personally, I think that it, it brought me back to um, really where Parker is right now, graduating and kind of mm-hmm. launching out in the old world, right? The old wild blue yonder and mm-hmm. wondering <laughs> where is my place? Yes. And, oh, and gosh. What, what am I bringing to value, you know, to the marketplace or to the world? And, mm-hmm. and what do, what would people find valuable? All that kind of thing. Just so many questions. And then you know me, right? I just love the word hero. And I know that every one of us has a heroic heart. It plays out differently. But mm-hmm. at that season in my life, I wanted to do great things. I still do. I'm 49 and mm-hmm. I still want to do great, inspirational, wonderful, big, awesome stuff. Yep. And so what was fascinating is, is it brought me back to that that stage of life because I felt like I had no purpose. And honestly, it was debilitating. Mm. And, uh, you know, over the course of my life, I've Mm -hmm. gained some awareness around just, you know, you know, the world we live in, the world that was created, you know, for us here and Mm -hmm. finding my spot in it and things like that. But I'm curious, what do you, what do you think about that? Purpose is everything. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just 
listening as you're talking about that season of life and even thinking about Parker and, um, you know, myself, like 18 to 25, like all of these different um, thoughts around like maybe where I thought I had some ability or aptitude in things, Mm. going to college, having to decide to pick a major and being kind of sort of somewhat in the ballpark of what my giftings were at that time, but really not knowing who I was. And, you know, I, I really believe that nothing is wasted. So even during that time of, you know, pursuing a degree in education, there was still lots of gold in there and growth for me. Um, But I really just, I had no idea, you know, as you, you talk about and Dr. Andy Garrett of, you know, what, what my true North was and Mm. um, so much of what I tried to anchor to at that point were things that other people told me that were, were my talents and and I might have had some ability there, but it yeah. really wasn't home for me. And it wasn't oh, wow. like home. Dr. Andy talks about that flow, that flow state. So um yeah, I, I think all of the experiences were valuable things that I'm I'm glad I just did get up every morning and and try something. Yeah. Um but I think so many it's it takes some of that trial and error to even get to what what we're talking about here of of where you have stepped out and I like I like the phrase like you know pray with your feet so we're we're praying okay you know looking for opportunity looking for this great job but to start moving in a direction and and get to know yourself that way so yeah um, but, but it's okay if it's kind of nebulous when you're young especially right. because you yeah. just you don't know and you you can't know to some extent until you get out there and get in the ring and take some, take some punches and take some swings. Yeah. So I I had a really uh, fascinating experience yesterday. So yesterday I I was standing in, you know, your, your garage, actually, you know, Mm -hmm. I was waiting for a delivery truck with my, you know, thermostat covers and so on. Mm -hmm. And what was fascinating is the guy who delivered them just, you know, seemed like a really good dude. And I'm like, Hey, what's up, man. And, Mm -hmm. you know, we start talking and, Oh wait, actually, let me go back. I was standing in the garage singing. And I didn't know he he pulled up. I had my earbuds in. I so, love so, you. So I'm of in there. Of course you were singing. It's good yeah. acoustics. You got it. It is. Sing. It's a nice cement floor in there. So I'm in there just <laughs> belting it out. Well, oh. he kind of he kind of comes up behind me and like you know startles me, and and he stops. <laughs> he he stops and he puts his ha- puts his hand on the wall, and he's you know he was really cool. He's like man, he goes I've never heard anything like that in my life. And, and he's it. like, he goes, is that what you do for a living? And I'm like, well, no, I, you know, I, I have some fun times singing at various places and so on. And, and I just kind of changed the subject and, you know, we started walking out toward his truck and um, I said, how long have you been working for, you know, the company here? And he's, I forget, it was a couple of years and so on. I'm like, oh man, do you like it? And he's like, yeah, you know, some days. And, mm-hmm. and then he kind of, he got kind of a weird look on his face, like, yeah, some days, mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, I knew he would be there about 10 minutes and I was like, you know, you kind of judge, I mean, how, how deep do you go with somebody? But honestly, his yeah. personality just seems so awesome. I wanted to engage him more. Mm. So as he's unloading these pallets, you know, he looks on the side of the box. It's like stat guard plus what's that? And I'm mm. like, well, it's actually, you know, my company and I sell mm-hmm. keyless thermostat covers and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and he, and he's like, did you invent this? 
And I'm like, well, kind of, yeah, you know, much of it. And I said, we're launching yeah. a new a new one tomorrow. And well, it was like his head exploded. Like he he was like, wait a second, you can sing like that. And you've got, you've got a, you know, an invention that's in a retail store. And, and it was, and then it was weird because the, the kind of the, I don't know, the energy, if you will, in the, in the driveway there got kind of sad because he mm-hmm. just it kind of, the, it's like the wind just left his sail. And I, mm-hmm. so I, I said, well, Kevin, I said, tell me, you know, you know, what, what lights you up, man? I said, I, I like to be creative and I like to give people goosebumps. I said, what do you like to do? And he looked at me like very seriously. And he said, you know, man, I'm 45 and I have no idea. Mm-hmm. And um, so we started talking about some, you know, I just started asking questions, you know, well, mm-hmm. you know, what do you do when you're not working? And he's like, yeah. you know, he goes, I'm kind of an introvert. He said, I don't have any friends. And mm-hmm. which surprised me because his personality was so gregarious. He was like a really, mm-hmm. really neat guy. But he he was, he just said, I, you know, I, I watch TV and my wife always tells me you need to get out there and get some friends and you know, this kind of thing. And I, I, I put the ball in his court. I was like, Hey buddy, listen, I, I do some coaching. And I said, I said, I might be the best friend anybody's ever had. I said, so you got my cell phone number. I said, please reach out to me. And as he's driving mm-hmm. away, I looked at him and I, I said, Hey, Kevin, I said, I'm not joking. Oh, all right. All right. All right. I got you, man. I'm not sure if he's going to or not, mm-hmm. but so what, what, what's my point in all of that? Right. Mm-hmm. He looked at 45 just empty like his you know his whole disposition Mm -hmm. you know with so much like I saw these glimmers of personality and grit and I mean he was courteous and he was like like, I mean like a strong dude Mm -hmm. but you could tell that he had zero sense of his unique purpose Mm -hmm. and it was it had just sucked the life out of him Mm -hmm. so when Tim Keller says purpose is everything yeah, I, I kind of get it. Like it's, yeah. there is something, you know, when you lack a purpose, this is a, I'm kind of going on a little bit of a rabbit trail here, but I'll tell one more story. So I was having coffee with a guy at, at Starbucks about a year ago and he was um, kind of, you know, voicing some of that same stuff, right? I just, man, I don't even know why I get up in the morning. And How and old he was, was this guy? Um, late thirties, mm-hmm. but he was at the point where he was kind of self-destructing, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was like getting into some things that were really counterproductive to thriving at all. And I, yeah. so I made an analogy. We were sitting there and it was actually kind of right after COVID, you know, was kind of getting over and the restaurants opened up and we're sitting there. And so we're sitting at Starbucks, there's some coffee that's spilled on the table, some sugar grounds and whatever else. And I, I took this, you know, napkin and I wiped it up real fast. And of course it's just nasty and, and so on. And I said, what's this? And he said, it's a napkin. I said, no, it's not. I said, it's completely soggy. It's got germs all over it, probably COVID and, you know, <laughs> a bunch of sugar grounds and coffee. I said, yeah. I said, you can't do anything with this. Mm. It, it, it does not have a purpose anymore. In fact, it mm. should be thrown in the trash. Like it's a soaking wet brown napkin that's kind of falling apart because it's so wet. Mm. I said, it used to be a napkin. It used to have a purpose but it doesn't anymore. And it should be thrown in the trash. Mm. And I I looked at this guy and I said, this is what's happening to you. You feel like this napkin and you feel like you should be just thrown away. Mm. And because you don't have a purpose, do you? And and it's amazing how as humans, we start internalizing, right? If I don't have a purpose, I'm 
I should be thrown away. So you start treating yourself like trash. Yeah. And it's kind of a, maybe an overly simplistic, you know, example there, but I'll be honest, Kirsten, you know, my story. That and I, is powerful. Yeah. I, I spent the better part of a decade just in and out of knowing that there was more for me mm-hmm. and knowing that I had had um, a desire to have a wonderful impact on those people around me. And I think I did for the most part, but I yeah. knew there was more, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of get to that you know, whatever, a competent level in some things. Good enough. Yeah, good enough. But as far as the zone or flow state or that zone of genius, as Gay Hendricks talks about, I knew it was there. Mm. I knew it. Yeah. And I wanted to find that like my mm. life depended on it. Yeah, but that book is so powerful. The The big leap. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'll go back to that, segments of that at least once a week. So yeah. powerful. I'd like but to yeah. see if we can. I'd like to see if we can get him on our podcast and interview him. Yeah. Great, great author, great, great thought leader. Yeah, but, so um, simple but practical. Like you're saying, to take you from that yeah. good enough kind of mindset to like what's possible. Yeah. So again, yeah. to my point, I, I I struggled for about a, a decade or more, and mm-hmm. once in a while, still dip my toe in that water when I forget. But it's yeah. of, of, of doing things that are just not healthy or kind of destructive or less than. Yeah, and that's and they kind of catch up with you, and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's. I wonder why I'm treating myself like that. Right. But it's. I think largely because I have forgotten that that when I operate in that highest good, right, the greatest good place, mm-hmm. that I feel resilient and powerful and unique mm-hmm. and purposeful and intentional and fully alive. Yeah. There is only one place, right? When you to live. And it's when when you identify, right, identity, what God authored in you, authenticity, mm-hmm. right, at that highest level. Any one of us can be, you know, and, and I'm really grateful, you know, mom and dad taught us to work hard, right? If, there, mm-hmm. if there's anybody who can work hard, it's the OSC kids. Mm-hmm. We can outwork anybody. But at the same time, I think that there's this idea of, okay, working hard is great and everything, and that's that will serve you well. But what about when you work in that space that is mm. the greatest good, right? Mm-hmm. That summum bonum, the yeah. highest good of your your heart, your intellect, all those things that collide in that that zone. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, we call it the you know the zone, you know, living in the zone for a reason. And mm-hmm. man, we if you don't find that, you're going to live a life. You're going to live your entire life mm-hmm. feeling. Uh, um, a bit less than a bit lacking. And I have had the privilege of a front row seat to you your whole life and the giftings that you're so able now to clearly articulate, you know, like you said, they were in you since you were three, four years old, there was this sense of love of other people and love for good and noble things. And even, even marriages at a very young age, long before you were ever really in a place to grasp even what marriage was or family, um, the role of men in the family. Yeah. When when we were around um, relationships that were flawed in some way, your radar for that was so high and tender. And and your fighter, your young little warrior, even then came out that now has become, um, you know, this man. And you know, just to share like how how your um, work 
to identify your purpose has has had this ripple effect. So yesterday, um, I was talking with your son, Parker, about <laughs> um, moving to college, and he was talking about his dorm. And yep. he said that one of the one of the things he wanted to put up in his dorm was a framed copy of words that my son had written to him. Um, oh. I think you guys asked on his graduation. That was so and, great. Yeah. Mm. And he said, you know, that those words were so meaningful to me and I, I want to have that there. But when, when you talk about that word purpose, like I having lost my, you know, I didn't lose him. I know where he is. Having my husband not be here of 27 years as of uh, five almost five years ago now, what shocked me the most about the loss that I could not have predicted, and I've talked with others that have walked through losing a spouse, is the sense of purpose. You you have no idea how much, you know, especially when it's when it is such a gift like I had, how much motivation you gain from yeah. every day getting up and <clears throat> like to be able to bless that person in everything I did was so defining. And when you, you knowing your purpose, David, calling, reminding me when I felt like I, I just what you described in your opening comments of, I had no idea. I felt like that guy in your driveway of yeah. was, was all of this just smoke and mirrors and who in the hell am I, you know, yeah. and, and just weighed down with grief and just felt like I was standing in the dark yeah. and yet still needing to show up for my sons, all of those things. And because you leaned in to your purpose, you kept reminding me and reminding me and reminding me of who I was and things where I so could have gone way off in the ditch, just, just being, being in so much pain, wanting relief, wanting to reach for those temporal things that could have you know, really had a ripple effect with my sons in a bad way. I mean, we know, you know, we're vulnerable in in those moments. And because you knew your purpose, I was more quickly able to get out of the ditch, get back on the road, even if I was on a belly crawl and remember yeah. who I am, whose I am. And then I think of of my son being able to write that letter to your son. I know. Well, you know, my son didn't see his mama completely self-destruct. I mean, yeah. and, and I largely feel like a lot of that was having a brother like you every day, you called me and you were not afraid to walk into deep, deep waters with me. And that's heavy. And that's a lot to ask. And I always remember feeling bad, like, you know, you, you called, well, but I was like, I needed you to call and I needed that reminder. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by StatGuard Plus. Protect your thermostat with the keyless StatGuard Plus and protect your budget. StatGuardPlus.com Also, we have a free giveaway. Quite often, we get flooded emotionally, and we don't quite know what we're feeling. So I'd like to give you a free PDF that lists, in a very organized way, almost every emotion possible, in the English language anyway. It's a simple and yet very real-time powerful tool that helps you get out of your head and identify what's going on. Then you get to decide what convictions, values, and strengths, etc. you are going to use to take action or not. 
visit davidosk.com forward slash podcast. The funny thing though is, is you, you and I have a very unique relationship in that it's it's just really, really close. But here's something else though, right? Is, you know, Victor and I and you, I mean, we had kind of a unique relationship in the fact that it we was. did music together. <laughs> we were in a van, you know, driving around the country doing concerts together. We lived together, you know, yeah. so so I, I not only grew to love him as a, you know, as my brother-in-law, but as like mm. really close, but then I got to see him through your eyes. Mm. And the fact that I, you know, love and respect you, to the way that you saw him made me see him in a different light. Mm. And and then of course, I just learned, you know, so much from the way that you guys interacted. I mean, you were married long before I got married. Yeah. What, four or five years at least, or um, maybe yeah, even longer, at least. 90. So yeah. I, uh, you know, so let me, let me kind of back up here. So I'm going to get too choked up here, but so Victor, right. And his, um, and I think in God's providence, what was the last thing that he said to me? I mean, literally just a few hours before he died, I he love said, how you love people. I love how you love people. I've got it written on the, on the wall next to me here. And so, you know, what's interesting though, is, is he, he validated the David Osk shaped impact in this world, right? Mm. Um, we, we often throw that word love out mm. there as far as, uh, you know, as far as a, I don't know, just a, a moment within, you know, with individuals or, or sometimes it's, you know, I love you and, you know, you're mm. great. Well, and it's, it's kind of like that word friend. This, this person is a friend of mine. Eh. I tell you what, a friend is somebody you weep with. A somebody, a friend is someone who <laughs> you bail out of jail. A friend is someone that you, you know, you go to the depths with. And it might you might have an acquaintance and you might like somebody, but as far as a friend and love, those things mean something very, very different to me. Yeah. And I um I think that uh that Victor not only validated kind of my uniqueness in this world with his last words, but guess what? He gave me permission to be me. While he knew you and your sons and me were going to, you know, walk through what was and is the worst experience of our entire lives. Mm. And so I knew that you needed me, but I'll be honest, I needed you as well. Mm. And um, so, hey, I wanted to kind of, I wanted to, mm. I wanted to kind of just pivot slightly here. So yeah, um, everybody listening probably knows the guy, Jordan Peterson, who is, you know, mm -hmm. pretty popular thought leader guy. And I've not read any of his books. I've seen some videos and things that, that he's posted online that I think are kind of compelling. But um, he talks, uh, you know, he uses this language with regards to men, you know, mm -hmm. that men should be dangerous. Men should be beasts, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And what he means is, of course, is, you know, men should be capable of that. Mm -hmm. Men should be strong. Mm -hmm. Men should be, you know, a, a force, as opposed to the opposite of that is a weak man, a weak-minded man, mm. someone who really can get manipulated and get drawn into all types of chaos. Yeah. And of course, you know, the Hebrew word for man is one who speaks order into chaos. Mm. So, you know, a weak man would never, you know, speak order into chaos. And I can't imagine a, a woman, you know, if, if she's going to choose a husband that would want someone who is not going to speak order into chaos mm. um, on any level. So here, I'm going to actually take it just a a a step further, though, and I think in a, maybe a bit more of a um, since we're talking about purpose today, more of a purpose-driven 
um, light on this. So, you know, Dr. Andy, you know, of course, talked about this is about a year and a half ago. He brought up one day when he and I were actually doing a podcast interview. He said the word um, passion is actually, I think, the the Greek word suffer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, <laughs> by the way, a little funny thing here, we joke on like on Seinfeld when the soup Nazi, you know, <laughs> Kramer looks at him and says, Jerry, he suffers for his soup. Well, what's he saying? He's passionate about it. But but here's here's what I think is fascinating. If, 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 if someone understands purpose, if, if someone understands their bedrock, their who, right? And, and back to Jordan Peterson, if somebody wants to be a beast, wants to be powerful, it's it's not just unto nothing. Yeah. It's I am yeah. passionate about something. Mm-hmm. I am literally willing to suffer for this cause. Mm-hmm. In fact, my my friend Cody Eskew, um, he uses the phrase the just cause. What are you willing to sacrifice your self interest for? Mm-hmm. There's a focus and, to it when I hear you yeah. talk about it. It's focused. It's not just this wild wild, you know, spray of, of, uh, bullets, but like, right. like a sawed off shotgun, but it's focused. Yeah. And I, and I think too, this idea, you know, again, speaking as a man, you know, largely growing up, you know, work hard and don't, your purpose is work hard and don't be mean. Hmm. It's a really generic sense of, and if there's a, if there's folding chairs in any scenario to be folded up, you better be the first yeah. one grabbing folding chairs. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And then everybody Stack gets those done, chairs, baby. Everybody yep. gets done, you know, folding the chairs, and you're looking at each other like that was the most masculine thing I've ever done, and you know. But I'm joking, <laughs> right? Like, really? Is that is that the is that is that masculinity? Is that is that purpose? Is that okay? Don't rock the boat. Don't make too many ripples. Yeah. But but what? Who are the heroes mm-hmm. in our lives? Right. I mean, there's not a man alive who's worth his salt who's not watched Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a man who right out of the gate is wooing the beauty, right? Mm-hmm. He is fighting for something and someone. He is, he, it is, it is not just, you know, I'm fighting because I want to fight and be dangerous and be mm-hmm. manly. No, he is suffering and passionate. He literally, you know, gives his life at the end, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, the same story in scripture that we're being retold in every love song and in every movie, right? It's, Everyone. it's fighting for the beauty. The hero comes in, mm-hmm. sacrifice, you know, unto paradise, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's, but we can't escape that. It, it is the story. Right. And I, uh, and it's so, that greater purpose. It's so much bigger than ourselves yeah. and our own comfort, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So so when Tim Keller says purpose is everything, mm. I get it. I mean, absolutely. But boy, yeah. what are you willing to suffer for? Mm. Whether you're whether whether you live in a world, you know, we talked about earlier, we live in a country where there's a lot of options, right? So you can call yourself, you know, a doctor, a mechanic, a lawyer, a plumber, a beautician, uh, you know, whatever it might be. But what if, what if those things go away? What if we have a, a depression or something and now you can't be defined? Your purpose is not what you do. Do you? So all of a sudden, I guess nobody has purpose. We're all going to get depressed. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but absolutely not. Right. Yeah. yeah. Look at, look at, look at Victor Frankl, right. Mm-hmm. In the prison camp. Yeah. Why mm-hmm. was, was that man, the one who stood out, who made it? It's because he understood his purpose wherever he was. Mm-hmm. And that was to, as much as he could, speak, mm-hmm. you know, light and love and truth into chaos, yeah. to give hope, mm-hmm. to help. He was on mission. 
And that's, I don't care if we're at the grocery store, we're unloading packages from the guy at Roadrunner, right? Mm -hmm. Stat guards or whatever it is. Yep. Or or you and I are talking, right? I mm-hmm. have absolute clarity on my purpose, mm-hmm. which is to obviously honor honor the Lord, right? As a knight on bended knee, like get in front of my king and say, today, I want to honor you. I want to do what's mm-hmm. right and good and noble. Mm-hmm. And as me, as, as a unique person, I want to inspire. I want to breathe life into. Yeah. I want to have an impact. I want it to be mm-hmm. relational because all of life, the entire purpose of life is, is relationship. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I want to see beautiful things because that's just part of me. I want to, I want to create beauty and I want to behold it. I want to become part of it. I want to take it in and, um, you know, and I want to, I want to, one of my other, one of my other core values is wisdom. Mm. And I, and I think, man, it's not, we got to be careful when we throw that word around, but I'll be honest. I think that back to the name of this podcast, right? The greatest good, the summum bonum. There, there is a wisdom. Yeah. It's not my wisdom. I am seeking something that is much higher than me and I am going to stand upon it and operate in that sphere, you know, as much as I possibly can. And and my purpose, like I said, no matter what I'm doing then is, is, uh, cohesive. Yeah, it is. And so many of the couples that I work with in marriage coaching, the men have never heard language like you're talking about, David, and the issues that drove them to marriage coaching are because they know there, there is more with a capital M and they're going to things that are causing destruction in their home. But when we, when we spend some time and start getting this kind of awareness and them being able to put words to what what their hearts and their minds are longing for. It's like these other things, addictions, you know, it just melts away because they're like, Ooh, there is a noble part of me that is Mm. looking for something is looking for this high, but I've not known. I've not been able to articulate, like you're saying what that is. You know, it's interesting. You say that noble part. So here's, here's what's interesting, you know, back to Dr. Andy, right? When you, when, when he has us start with just one of the exercises out of the 50, I think that we, we go through in the program, you know, it's a core values exercise, mm-hmm. but here's, here's, what's interesting. He does it in such a way where you choose out of the possible, I don't know, 80 or so in the English language core values, but then you get to define that word and then say why it's important to you. So for instance, when you mention the word noble, mm. there's a lot of people that I think might not necessarily define that the same way. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I think there's probably general overlap. I get that. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really fascinating to whatever season season of life you're in. If I were to ask Parker right now at 18 years old to define the word noble, mm-hmm. as opposed to his 29 or 39 or 49 year old self, mm-hmm. there are some things, you know, and especially what you've gone through, mm-hmm. right? That word noble, yeah, it, it takes on a much different meaning. Doesn't it? And I, and I think that, I think it's really important um, with regards to self-awareness, you know, mm-hmm. kind of who we are, what we're, what's going on today, mm-hmm. to be about those things today. Yes. So yeah. much of what I hear you oh. describing is around that word noble is, is a, is a dignity. And instead of choosing those things that diminish in some way, it's choosing things that bring out the the natural dignity that we're all given as human beings. And I'm, I wonder if 
for you. Is there is there a succinct, you know, kind of phrase for you around purpose that's a real short thing? Or, you know, I hear you mention like what your core values are. I know you know your strengths from strengths strengths finder, but is there sort of a brief condensed purpose that you say every day? This is this is yeah. So yeah. So I kind of have a I like I like the word mission honestly because I I I I, I truly believe that it's you Mm -hmm. know like top down, right? I'm, I know, I know who I am, but I know whose I am. So, so as part of my own, you know, again, English language understanding of myself, mm-hmm. my mission statement every day, I say, um, whether word, song, or action, I will mm-hmm. inspire, right? Breathe life into, I will inspire people to become the most fulfilled. I love the word full, mm-hmm. fulfilled and finest versions of themselves. And I, I think that here's something I want to be careful of. There's a lot of people, you know, depending on who you're talking to, that would be kind of buck against that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we're, we're, we are way too much of an individual society in our country. In fact, mm-hmm. if you go to other countries, this, this individualism doesn't really yeah. exist. It's all about the tribe and the collective and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I'll be honest. I think, I think there's some major truth in that. And if we pull up, if we completely lose that, we're going to lose much of what I think God has created us to be about as, as a linked group. Mm-hmm. So, so here's what I would say is, is if you say you have a, a purpose, if you say, I know who I am and what I'm supposed to be about every single day. And if that does not involve those around you flourishing, mm-hmm. if it doesn't cause other people around you to rise higher, to mm-hmm. think better thoughts, to operate at a better level, you know, to, to heal, you know, whatever your purpose is, right. Mm -hmm. You know, I think of the different, um, you know, I don't know, the different focuses of purpose, you know, some people are like, I'm going to solve problems. I'm going to fix this over here for this person. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to help this person heal physically or emotionally or spiritually or Mm -hmm. whatever that is. If, if you say you have a purpose, but it does not involve, you know, the human flourishing of those around you, you don't have a purpose. You are a navel gazing narcissist and you really need to rethink your life. And and here's what's fascinating. <laughs> that's, that's kind of Boy, a, I can get there in a, a hurry little... some of my bad moments. Yeah. <laughs> Just but, me, me, me. Yeah. So here's what's cool though, is, is, is I find, you know, that when someone is lasered in on, you know, those things that are just true about them and they start operating in that sphere, right? Especially with those closest to them. Mm. Well, what happens, right? You know, like, like Dr. Andy says, follow the clues. Mm. You start getting more passionate about things. You start feeling, you know, freer in your own body to express your emotions and your ideas. And there's a sense of curiosity as opposed to rigidity. Mm. Um, there's a courageousness, and um, and of course, the opposite of that, when you haven't found your unique purpose, you're going to start feeling unfulfilled, unfull, not full. I mean, there's going to be an emptiness in you that's just like, dang, this sucks. Yeah. Um, you know, like words like, um, you know, helpless and hopeless and ap- apathetic, avoidant. You know, those are the clues when you haven't really dialed in on that that highest good, that that greatest good inside of you. Um. You know, real quick, one of the things that I've been so grateful for as I've gone on this journey of self-awareness and, you know, understood a bit more about identity and authenticity and purpose and legacy and impact and all these various things. Some of them back in the day used to seem really kind of lofty and woohoo. No, but it's actually quite practical. You identify Mm -hmm. who you are with an English language word and you start operating in that way and it just feels great. 
but I've been able to see now, right, those things in other people, especially my wife and kids, and to call it out. Yeah. And to validate and just to say, hey, dude, I saw you operating in this area this morning. And when you said this to that person, I could tell that came from a really deep place in you. And it kind of took mm-hmm. courage to say that. I just want you to know that's awesome. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's and to me, that's how that's how you love someone. Yeah. That's how you be and a great dad. For them to be called out. What a game changer. For someone just as simple as to point it out. Yeah. It's like it reminds them of of their name and their identity and who they are. And and yeah. even in that, you know, for as much as you and I are coaching others and all that, it's still like I'm I'm surprised at how often I need that or even for someone to notice, you know, you're you're a good listener. It's like, yeah, yeah that's part of why I'm here. I really do love to listen. And yeah. just to hear that said and spoken over you is it seems so small, but yeah. yeah. It's, it's right. Really it seems it seems small, but it might be, it might be the the biggest impact you could possibly have on someone. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. you know again, Doctor Andy, right? He always brings up such good points. He says, you know, for you to compliment someone's shoes or something, okay, that's great. You know, if they that's 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 nothing sure. wrong with that. But if you compliment character, mm-hmm. if you comp if you compliment and you know validate, I like that word. You know, mm-hmm. uh, virtues. If you if you mm-hmm. compliment courage. Yeah, I think it's uh, that goes a long, long way. Yes. And back to, you know, that ripple, that ripple effect of you knowing your purpose and the impact on me, impact on my son. Um, I got a video yesterday from your daughter, Kate, deadlifting an insane amount of weight for her little self. Isn't that great? And she is loving weightlifting. But your son, Parker, you know, saw my son lifting, took that inspiration. And now he, he, to see that brother, sister again, dynamic and Parker as a senior in high school, maybe not the coolest thing to go to the gym with your sister. And here he is there. And she's just, I mean, when she was texting me, she's loving it. And, and those are the practical things. Like as we get real high and lofty, it's like, well, this is how that shows up. And you know, Parker yeah. From having you as a dad, he is calling out Kate's, boy, I like how you leaned into that hard weight or, you know, it's not these outward things about Kate or yeah. her looks or, you know, more shallow things. Not that she isn't beautiful, but it's like, yeah, Parker has some vocabulary around seeing her and calling that out. And man, what a ripple effect. Like, And, and here's what's amazing, right? Is, is it's when someone sees you. I mean, like, you know, the good, bad, and ugly, right? It's they see you day in and day out, you know, pendulum swinging all over the place. And yet that same person is the one going to bat for you. That's, I mean, I just described you for me, right? You, you know, me, I mean, besides my wife, right? Better than anybody on the planet. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you're still for me sometimes just kind of freaks me out. It's like, oh my gosh, why, why has she not given up on me yet? Yes. And it's, I mean, really though, we're human and, and oh. the beauty of relationship, the beauty of love is that that's the ultimate, right? I mean, we can talk about purpose and that kind of stuff, but it's really, it's love, you know, then this kind of the sense of, you know, whose we are, right? That ownership mm-hmm. piece, then a purpose, then some, you know, identity, then some purpose, that kind of thing. But love, you know, when you, when you, when you uh, give someone you know, that, that courageous word, what are you really giving them? You're giving them a piece of God. 
mm-hmm. right? You're passing him around. I mean, that sounds kind of weird, but it's or a little woohoo, but I don't know any other way to describe it. It's so much more than than emotion. It's fuel. It's the kind of stuff that gets a man to jump on a grenade for his buddy, right? Mm-hmm. It's the kind of stuff that that causes, you know, when things get hard, not to run, to yeah. lean in, to not yeah. give up. It's it's a currency that there's no, there's absolutely, it's a current like electricity, but it's a currency that is spent in such a way that when you spend it by giving it away, you gain more somehow. Mm. It, it's the upside down kingdom. Yeah, but I, I think that we we need to, um, you know, if if people want to enter those deeper waters or that 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 richer arena, it comes by understanding that there are things under the surface. There's not just a basement. There's a cellar, mm-hmm. and when you walk into someone's cellar or let them do that for you, and and see things and say things, mm-hmm. boy, talk about the greatest good coming out of the cellar getting into the basement and then coming up into the daylight. You know, Andy, Andy Garrett talks about the, he uses that phrase authentic exemplar. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the person who walks into the room and the room gets richer, better, wiser, safer, stronger, more curious, that kind of stuff. And, and it's because that person's seller has gotten to the basement, has gotten up into daylight. And now they just operate in that space because it feels so authentic right it sounds kind of kind of woohoo but it just takes a little bit of work to start identifying those things and then that authenticity comes out in a way that is mind-blowingly beautiful and powerful mm. yeah and that space like just to underscore what you said about letting someone else know that space in you mm. and then to stay and stay yeah. in relationship not move away from that not jump on your faults. Yeah. Then you can offer that in a way, you know, to others that is so inviting and life-changing where we're not, we don't have to hide and you yeah. know, you know what it is to be seen so that you're, you are full, like your right. fulfillment again, and you have something to offer because you're not spending your whole time either lying to yourself about the basement rooms or, yeah trying to hide it from someone else. Um, And man, in the context of marriage, what a beautiful thing when couples offer that space to each other. I mean, there is, that's the picture of, of marriage and, and staying for the good, the bad and the ugly. And, you know, I, I got that. Like what a, I was just year after year, like, and he stayed, you know, I just kept saying he stays and all of my stuff. And, he, he would have said the same thing about you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's the beauty of it. It's 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 that humility. Mm-hmm. Um, humility wrapped with commitment is is mm-hmm. just is love is just it's it's mind blowing. It really is. I mm-hmm. um so as we kind of land the ship here, I, I kind of want to tee up a little bit of something, you know, for for next time. We okay. we kind of have it on our list to talk about the power of our environment. And and how that you know affects our our view of ourself, you know, both positive and negative, that kind of thing. And um, yeah, I'd like to kind of you know head head in that direction. Yeah, but um, that sounds interesting. Let's do it. Uh, any anything uh, as far as closing that you kind of want to want to wrap up for this this particular episode? 
I don't have more to add here, but I, I think that power of environment is, is really a big part of this. So looking forward yeah. to talking about that next time. Well, thanks for jumping into the weeds here as usual. Yes. I just, you know, we're obviously new podcasters. And so to, so to have a conversation with my sister in this way is not oh, only just fun. a really fun treat because we do this quite often, but at the same time to have a conversation about things that are of the ultimate importance, right? Yeah. It's yeah. just it's just really fun and it's a it's, it's a real treat. So thanks. It is. Thanks for being my sis. I love you. Love you. See ya. I want to thank you today for joining us on the Greatest Good podcast. I love the quote by Oliver Wendell Holmes. He says, "Many people die with their music still in them." Well, what is that music in you? What are those things that cause your energy to rise? What are those things that when you do them or say them give you goosebumps? Kirsten and I coach people and organizations through Dr. Andy Garrett's True North Blueprint, where you identify that music. When you laser in on who you are uniquely and operate from that heroic and peaceful place, life starts to get really good. This podcast is brought to you today by StatGuard Plus. Protect your thermostat and do it with the keyless StatGuard Plus. Also, if you want to get in touch with us, please email me at hello at davidosk.com. Also, if you don't mind clicking subscribe to our podcast, that would be great and leaving us a kind review. Thanks a lot.